0: Hello there again, everyone. Welcome back to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is called The Way to a Man's Heart is Through His Stomach. One of my favorite films is Sleeper by Woody Allen. And in the film, he wakes up 200 years in the future and finds himself in a completely totalitarian uh, society. And he's like public enemy number one. And what they want to do is capture him and neutralize his brain, essentially erase his brain and then brainwash him to become a loyal servant of the state. And his response to that is, oh, God, no, my brain, it's my second favorite organ. (laughs) Well, though I realize the brain is a very miraculous thing, it's lower on the list of favorite organs for me. In fact, it's the only organ I've ever become aware of that seems to work contrary to my highest good. (laughs) My spleen never does that. Anyway, as most of you know, I'm a big heart guy. Uh, Heart is my favorite organ. My coaching is called Coaching from the Heart. My workshops are called Chiropractic from the Heart. And I didn't make this up, but I often say that the spiritual journey is essentially 18 inches long, or 45 centimeters, for those of you in Europe, from the head to the heart. And the spiritual journey from head to heart is, applies to us as individuals and to our collective journey. Because for me, the shift from head to heart represents the shift from separation and competition and ego and violence and fear to oneness and cooperation and compassion and peace and love. Almost every spiritual and faith tradition I know of has us looking for our best, our most authentic self in our heart. And whether they call it the spark of the divine or our ultimate consciousness or our original spirit or our highest self, the heart is seen as the epicenter of love, joy, and peace. And it turns out, they're right. Our heart is much more than just a pump for blood. In fact, our ability to access love, joy, and peace, to experience those things, to use them, to speak from those places, to choose based on them, these are all facilitated tremendously when our heart is engaged and our head is not left to its own devices of thinking. The Persian poet Khalil Gibran said, Faith is an oasis in the heart which can never be reached by the caravan of thinking. That's beautiful. And when Carl Jung went to the Pueblo in Taos, New Mexico, in 1925, the chief told him that his people considered whites as being crazy, mad, uneasy, restless, and never satisfied. And when Jung asked the chief why, the chief said it's because you think with your heads, and that's a sure sign of mental illness. (laughs) And when Jung asked the chief how he thought, the chief pointed to his heart. And more recently, HeartMath has borne this out. Finding and engaging our heart doesn't mean we stop thinking. It doesn't mean we stop using logic. It does not mean we become soft or passive or resigned. It means that we need to find our heart first so our entire system can be in coherence. They have found that a coherent heart rhythm that we attain through Holding a positive emotion like love, peace, or joy harmonizes up to at least 1,400 different body functions. And the biggest winner of all is our brain. Our brain works a lot better when our heart is engaged in coherence. Our heart's input can then reach and harmonize the highest centers of our cortex where Abe Lincoln said the better angels of our nature hang out. We can't reach those centers. They're shut off when we're in fear and stress. And in those cases, we tend to operate in the lower parts of our brain, our reptile brain, our hindbrain, our midbrain, and we're only uh, concerned with survival, and we're only aware of emotions. So when we get triggered, if we don't go to our heart and find coherence first, we tend to step back millions of years on the evolutionary scale. (laughs) So, hopefully you're motivated to find your heart. How do we do that? Well, there are many ways. In fact, you can listen to any of 101 episodes of Stew on This and find some way to find your heart. Or you can ask me about the 12 Days to Your Heart program that Hillary and I created last year. And in the meantime, here's another way. (laughs) And it comes from the old saying, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And, of course, we'll just say the way to a person's heart is through his or her stomach. And this, of course, is not true anatomically. And it's not necessarily only true because we love to eat, but it's because we can use our gut as a reminder to go to our heart. Our gut immediately knows when we have lost connection with our heart. Our gut has its own brain. In fact, more than half the nerve cells in our body are in our gut. And many of those nerve cells are exactly like the nerve cells in our brain, with the same neurotransmitters. This is probably why the gut, the stomach, is considered to be the wisdom center in many traditions. Well, most of us probably haven't quite mastered going directly to our heart when our head gets us in trouble and we become triggered. Most of us will still invariably go through some mental gymnastics, such as asking why we're triggered or blaming being triggered or, or just being aware of our resistance or whatever it is. Our gut can alert us to this immediately and remind us that the sanctuary from all that is 18 inches lower in our heart. Currently, that gut feeling might be leading us even further down the path of mental gymnastics and perhaps ultimately into beating ourselves up later when we realize where we've been. So it's important to notice and identify the very first thing that happens in our gut when we've become disconnected from our heart. Well, in my case, I get what I call the pit. It's this tight sensation of boring sensation in my solar plexus. Maybe you get that. Or maybe you get a different feeling or some other kind of sensation. But there is something happening there in your gut to get your attention. And you and I can grow in wisdom as we practice using that gut feeling to go more and more directly to our heart. So when I get the pit, I say to myself, I love this feeling. I love this feeling. And I'm not lying. I love the feeling because it's waking me up. Or at least it can. I love the feeling because I'm the one who created it. (laughs) And though I invariably did so when I was very young, before I had better tools and more awareness, it's still there loving me enough to give me the opportunity to make a different choice. And the best news is when I say, I love this feeling, the pit goes away. <laughs> and I'm already in a state of love because I'm loving the feeling. And so I can then make the choice to go directly to my heart and find coherence. Ah, the Chinese word for wisdom consists of three symbols. On top is a broom. Under that is a hand gripping the broom, and on the bottom is the heart. And that's really cool and perfect, because for me, these heart-based practices are all about sweeping the cobwebs, sweeping the schmutz away that keeps us from immediately accessing our heart. So in practicing these things, maybe we can even visualize our gut sweeping those cobwebs away. Folks, the way to our heart is through our stomach. (laughs) And the more consciously and intentionally we use our gut to shift from our head to our heart, obviously the easier it will become in those moments when we really need to do that. And perhaps even better news is each and every time you and I do that, each and every time you and I make that shift, we help bring humanity closer to its heart. Yeah, stew on that. I'll see you next week.